Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, we're going to look at what Creator discusses about children's memories of heaven. Uh, it's based on a book by the last book before he passed on, uh, Dr. Wayne W. Dyer, with uh, assistant, his assistant at the time. They wrote this book based on a project that they conceived of uh, asking his followers on Facebook, millions of them, uh, about anecdotes that they might remember in terms of the children's testimony of remembering times when they were in heaven before they were born here. And they got thousands and thousands of results as a result. And we're going to explore all that today. So it's, it's a fascinating topic, Carl. Yes, and this is so typical of our culture that anything unusual isn't really paid much attention to. It just sort of goes in one ear out the other. People just sort of keep going. They don't stop and think about what they might have been told. And it's especially true with kids. They're always having sort of fragmentary thoughts. They have fantasies. They play and they make up things to pretend. And and they're not given a lot of credibility by adults. And it's a missed opportunity because they do have memory of things that have come before their current life started. And it fades over time. We're going to learn about that, but uh, it, it's a resource. And so we're just paying tribute to that phenomenon and seeing what we can gain from stopping and paying attention a bit. Absolutely. Dr. Wayne W. Dyer led an extraordinary life as perhaps the world's number one self-help guru as author of over 40 books, many bestsellers, and other media too numerous to mention. He touched the lives of countless millions all over the world. But perhaps his crowning achievement before his death in 2015 was his final book, co-authored with his assistant, titled Memories of Heaven. With a global following on his Facebook page in the millions, Wayne sent out a call to his followers to share with him their children's recollections of the time before they came to Earth. The response was overwhelming as thousands of such anecdotes arrived by email from all over the world. Never before in the modern era has such a collection as this been assembled. Its impact on global consciousness has yet to be fully felt, but the potential is extraordinary. What is Creator's perspective on this final work of Dr. Wayne W. Dyer? All right, and this is what I channeled from Creator in answer to this question. This was truly inspired, being a collaboration. As we impulsed him on numerous occasions by way of encouragement for thoughts and notions, as he would think of them, because he was always in a creative mode, wanting to teach others, pass along good insights and wisdom as he found it, and be a source of inspiration for many. This was his life mission, to be a spiritual leader of sorts, not in a religion-based sense, but more broadly, as is true of the humanitarian wanting to do good with doctrine and dogma, a secondary consideration. To go to the young and get fresh perspectives of how they see the world and perhaps see recollections of things happening to them prior to birth is an inspired way 
to get a window into the true workings of life, this being a reincarnation paradigm to begin with. This he believed in personally and was part of the fascination here in wanting to carry out this enterprise. We think it will have an impact, and it is of central importance because that is a basis for understanding many, many sources of difficulty and healing needs true of everyone currently living. As the law of karma projects things into the future, even across multiple lifetimes, And so there must be a consideration of old business to fix what is wrong currently. First must come belief in the paradigm before there can be a possibility of winning over mainstream counselors and therapists to the idea of plumbing those depths with any expectation of it bearing fruit. This is truly an example of the biblical teaching, and a little child shall lead them. Well, I think it's incredibly important what Creator says here. First must come belief in the paradigm. And it's ironic because Dr. Dyer himself was a skeptic about reincarnation for most of his life, and it was really only in the last decade of his life that he came to be a firm believer in reincarnation. So that's an interesting uh, sidebar right there on its own. Well, people have awakenings, and if they live right, they have awakenings all along the way because they're tuned in and they're getting inspiration from above. This is how it's designed to work. But you have to be open. You have to believe. You have to want information and learning and growth to happen. And that summons the light. It summons the divine to answer your call. But it is up to you. So it's interesting your your comment about him because I think his his track record is somewhat mixed You know, from my perspective because mm-hmm. he didn't see the deeper – uh, issues going on and was a little bit too enamored of the power of positive thinking and so on and not looking too much beyond that and a lot of spiritual folk are like that these days the new age movement in 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 a whole as a an aggregate mm-hmm. yeah exactly and uh you know but it's it's interesting that he finished this book and died two months before it was published so i think that kind of puts a spotlight on this work is like you know, you can't leave till this is done. <laughs> so I, I think it, it it puts a little emphasis on this. It's a very important topic. It is because it's the predicate on which all of the work of Get Wisdom is based, really, that there is a heaven. We need to get back there. And yes. There's a reason we're down here and yes. not up there. Exactly. And first, there must be acceptance of the paradigm. That's what Creator said. Yes. You ask Creator. An Illinois mother shared that she approached the bedroom of her two daughters, one five and the other two. She stopped short when she heard her five-year-old ask the two-year-old if she still remembered what it was like before she was born. Yes, replied the two-year-old. I remember picking mommy, daddy, Liana, and you. I could see you from up there. And I saw grandma and grandpa, too. They were smiling. I'd see everything. Oh, yeah, said the five-year-old slowly. I'm starting to forget. I know, replied the two-year-old. <laughs> a number of researchers have observed that in the vast majority of such cases, these memories are forgotten by the age of six. Can Creator explain to us why this is so? All right, and Creator says, this has to do with the basic physiology of the brain and the construction of linkages among levels of the mind. There are complications creating firm long-term memory connections that remain accessible for the entire course of maturation. 
this is a kind of developmental stage when things consolidate in a way to become reliable, robust, and more permanent from about five or six years on. So it is quite likely much of what is experienced at early times will be lost along the way. Part of the problem is that the mind has not yet created a formal organization to categorize and house memories in any kind of ordered fashion. They exist in a kind of random mosaic, and unless they are highly impactful, either overwhelmingly good or overwhelmingly bad, they may get lost altogether in the shuffle and will be purged from the memory banks because the young person has not developed the means to create a kind of energetic stamp on them to denote their importance. Not understanding much about the world, what is experienced often makes little impression. It is seemingly random noises and imagery without rhyme or reason, and this, in a way, makes a dull impression. Even though the senses of the young people are quite keen, there must be an appreciation for what is being sensed in order to give it importance. So a number of factors conspire to make many early memories of low importance to the mind itself, and they simply slip away and are gone forever. Others are buried and not accessible readily to the conscious mind. This is why deep trance hypnotherapy can, at times, access valid early life memories. And, of course, everything karmically significant will be recorded in the Akashic Records, and so will be accessible to the deep subconscious, which can survey the records for any given lifetime. But here, too, there needs to be a reason and a way to interpret the information observed and put it into some kind of framework in order for it to be of use. But there are things seen that are terrifying to the very young, and this does create difficulties. Life is a continuum. The observations of these youngsters from being in the higher astral plane and looking down on the earth were recollections tapped into because they were not truly in heaven at that point, but in a kind of in-between plane to experience earth-type energies and sensations, including visualizing themselves as they would be as youngsters and trying out having a body in addition to seeing those in the proposed and finally chosen family group they would be joining. So this is a valid conversation recited by this mother of prior recollection of a kind of preliminary descent to interface with the earth plane more directly as a kind of practice round. Well, we've heard this from Creator before, that we, we don't have direct memories of actually being 100% in heaven, and that what Crater is saying here is that the memories that are being reported are actually in a kind of in-between state, you know, as they're preparing for their next incarnation. So I think that's it just, there's definitely a consistency here in what Crater is saying. Yes, you're, you're absolutely right, and I, I do recall that, and this is an important phenomenon in its own right, that there is a strict separation between planes of existence. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, so to speak, and what <laughs> happens in the Holy Realm stays in the Holy Realm. There can be communication back and forth under the right circumstances, like I do with my channeling, but recollection is not accessible. 
Right. And that's a that's that's a hard and fast rule in the way the energies work, I'm told. So there are many things that are an in-between kind of experiencing, and that is what people are recalling. So when you talk to people in the light, you're not going up to the light. They're coming down to meet you probably more than halfway in your intuitive sensing and that of a medium, for example. But that that that's just a, another example of the fact there is a separation, and it's real. Sure. U.S. creator, an Australian mother shared that her five-year-old son broke his arm trying to fly off the top of his brother's cot. The mother scooped him up to cuddle and asked him, what's wrong? He replied, Mom, when I am go- when I am going to get my when am I going to get my wings back? When she told him that as a human he wouldn't have wings but could fly kites and planes and so on, he burst into tears and wailed, "I want them right now!" <laughs> After a good cry, he suddenly stopped and said, "That's okay, Mom. I remember God told me I could have them when I returned after this assignment." The fact the boy the the fact the boy used the word assignment to describe his life is remarkable. What can Creator tell us about the reality behind what this boy revealed? Right, and this is Creator's answer. As his seemingly precocious awareness reflects, he was recounting an actual conversation with Creator and putting it into a framework that is understandable to a five-year-old, thinking of flying as needing wings because he was desiring to do so and had had a tutorial about flight with respect to birds and nature and technological aircraft of human design and manufacture. And so recalling he could fly readily prior to his incarnation and missing that ability greatly, he was recalling the preparation done for him in getting him ready to journey to the earth plane and join his new body and lamenting that this would co- what this would cost him in terms of his normal capabilities. Light beings can travel wherever they wish and quite quickly. They can cruise as though soaring in flight to slowly survey their surroundings and so on. It is directed through thought alone and does not require mechanical actions of a body, let alone technology. So this description should not be taken as meaning people have wings in heaven, only that As light beings, they have remarkable means of locomotion that greatly transcend human capability. And this itself is quite profound and enjoyable also. I found this to be a really interesting little story. Uh, You know, the the idea of a kid (laughs) leaping off the cot, (laughs) breaking his arm. Children do have imaginations, but in this case, the imagination is based on a reality. It's, It's quite fascinating little vignette. Yes, kids are wiser than they know, and that's part of the difficulty in communicating with them, I think. (laughs) Absolutely. You asked, Creator, the same Australian mother lost her mother when her daughter was four years old. The daughter was confused as to why her mother was sad. So she is with God and the angels, the daughter said. Yes, said her mother. So why are you still sad, she asked. A few days later, the daughter said, I'm happy you're not so sad now. Because, you know, even as we talk, Super Nana might be getting ready to come back as a baby. You know, they call it a big word that starts with an R. The mother said, reincarnation? And the four-year-old daughter replied, that's right. That's what God said. What is Creator's perspective on this remarkable story? 
All right, and Creator says, this is not simply a child's fantasy or perhaps not witnessed priming through being exposed to a discussion of the phenomenon of reincarnation and simply working it into her fantasy life and coming forth with such details in front of the adults. This was a recollection of prior awareness, including a conversation with Creator about preparing for reincarnation, and this included a discussion of the return process, that there was nothing to fear, that it would be a temporary experience followed by a return to the heavenly realm, and it would be a quite joyous reunion and bring much in the way of rewards and happiness. And that is what was being recalled by this young daughter who was wiser in knowing there is nothing to fear from death of the body because it always leads to wonderful changes for the better. That is a divine perspective, and the girl was simply not old enough to see death from a human perspective and be moved by the sadness and grief of others. And what will inevitably be felt by herself is she begins to lose loved ones through attrition with their passing. So hers was a naive, childlike, but quite accurate divine perspective that, unfortunately, will likely not last, but fade from memory, as we have discussed. So capturing this was very helpful to provide yet another example of the ability of children to be wise beyond their years, simply through memory of what has come before, at least for as long as it lasts. Well, I'm just struck by, you know, how profound it is that these little stories themselves are fascinating, almost beyond description, but that we can now take these stories to creator and get this kind of detailed feedback is really remarkable. Well, I live with this every day, and it amazes me each and every day that, that this is what is going on. And it, it's interesting. People are so willing to dismiss the possibility it could be real, and they're really missing out because this is an amazing <laughs> turn of events to have this pipeline to the beyond. This is what people have dreamed about all through the ages. Where's the proof? How do we even know there's a God and all of it? Well, you can talk to God and get answers like to questions of that sort. Well, even the idea that is there a God, we have little eyewitnesses here having conversations with Creator, remembering these conversations, you know. So there, there well, is evidence. Yeah, and that's why we're showcasing this. It's not just us. It's not my personal delusion that I talk to God and God talks back. <laughs> this this is this is a well-worn path by prophets all through the ages and by many ordinary folk having such recollections and not really appreciating how profound it is and the true importance of their eyewitness testimony. Absolutely. Be sure to check us out at getwisdom.com where we are gathering all this wisdom and knowledge that we're bringing forth to you. Uh, check it out, getwisdom.com. We'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. 
We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the segment seven of Get Wisdom. We are looking at what Creator is discussing in terms of Dr. Wayne W. Dyer's book, Memories, uh, Memories of Heaven, Children's Memories of Heaven. And... Uh, Carl and I were talking during the break and, you know, it really, you know, I was just struck by what a phenomenal work this is. And it's, it's a, it's a fairly new, recent arrival. It, would, it was published in 2015 and uh, creator said in the first channeling that in, creator anticipates this making an impact. So let's hope that's the case, Carl. Well, we're doing our part to give them a plug and rightly so, because there's truth here as creator is sharing with us. And, and it's important to get, that validation always, because one person's story is one person's story. And th- there's often skepticism. And even when multiple stories line up and parallel one another, you can still attribute that to some cultural phenomenon that really isn't more profound than people learning things from one another and reciting it and copying others and so on. So having a a validation is a powerful line of of evidence that we're bringing forward. And and it's good to go back and revisit what others have done in that context because it's self-reinforcing. It's a mutually reinforcing effort to do so. Absolutely, absolutely. U.S. Creator, an Ontario-Canada mother decided to hold off on any religious instruction of her daughter until she was older. Nevertheless, the doctor, the daughter spoke about angels and orbs often and saw auras and collars. Her explanation was that they were floating balls of light. When the daughter was five, she was diagnosed with ADHD. One day she burst into tears and said, why did God have to make this world so hard? I just want to be with God and the angels. This was not the only time she had referred to being upset with God and how the world was. So she was aware of how nasty some of the world could be. It may not be the case with this particular little girl, but because this kind of disappointment, confusion, and frustration continue at a subconscious level after the age of six, might it explain why so many are upset with God and that it might be one of the major contributors deciding later in life that God doesn't even exist? What could Creator tell us? All right, and this is what Creator said. Beings who incarnate from the higher astral plane undergo a kind of re-adaptation to the heavy energy of the earth plane, which is quite unpleasant and requires acclimation to be tolerable. This reintroduction to greater difficulty many times will reawaken old trauma memories from prior lifetimes of physical limitation and restriction imposed by existing 
as an earthling human. Because it is a much more limited state of being, many young people feel frustrated because of the state of disconnection, as they are used to sensing and knowing things automatically and suddenly feel cut off from understanding much of what is going on around them. The closest analogy would be what adults experience when they have a severe stroke and may not understand their surroundings and may no longer remember what words to use to speak about something or ask questions or describe something to another person. The connections are severed and the knowledge is simply now out of reach. And in a sense, they are catapulted back to much like it was as a child and having to learn everything from scratch. And that is always a daunting task for anyone. The major problem experienced by the young entering the earth plane once again to reincarnate is that quite quickly there will be exposure to things that begin to stir up old trauma from prior lifetimes and that the deep subconscious will be quite aware of it. And this is this triggers stress from the get-go. It is a major reason why babies cry frequently. And this never ceases because all life long, the deep subconscious will be worrying, surveying the landscape, tuning into things, wanting to make sense of it, and then fearing the worst because it will see parallels in other lifetimes, suggesting bad times are just around the corner yet again. So a young person is not simply learning everything starting at birth, but many times will have deep subconscious awareness of having tried and failed many things growing up in other lifetimes and may well be anxious and apprehensive and fearful and timid, seemingly as a kind of perverse personality profile they were born with, not realizing they are already experiencing and being shaped by the new life underway and sometimes not for the better, but for the worse. If too much old business begins to rear its ugly head and drag them down emotionally, But this is always a factor, lifelong, and it can indeed lead to frustration with life itself and blamed on God for being in what turns out to be a disappointing or even wretched existence. People are not taught that their karma is, first and foremost, their own responsibility and certainly not helped to understand any way to fix the problem. This is an opportunity for Get Wisdom to make a major contribution to human welfare through explaining, as you are doing through these examples, where problems come from and why, and point the way towards solutions that will actually help and change things for the better. Well, that that last sentence is is a rather rare plug by creator, but uh, it's a powerful one for, for the work we are doing, Carl. Um, and yes, this is this uh, this particular channeling, I think, really highlights the fact that as parents, you have an opportunity to really get started early with your children to help them through their major adjustments that begin from day one. Well, and it's a huge tragedy that today so many parents are ignoring their children's spiritual development. Yes. Not leading them to the idea of the divine and encourage them to embrace it, explore it, call on it, make it a part of their experience and a part of their being. And that's a huge liability and missed opportunity. It's like not teaching the young a language. Yeah. 
And we're going to struggle all life long without having acquired that at a, at a young age. And I've been told the same is true of religious or spiritual belief in yeah. the divine. If you don't get them early, you may not get them ever. And, and they'll suffer because of it. And parents are doing this to their kids all, all the time now. Well, this is an example. I mean, what, this, what we just shared here, that uh, this mother decided to hold off on religious education. But the daughter was spontaneously of her own memory talking about creator and angels and all that. And thankfully, the mother didn't try to overtly discourage her, which a lot of parents actually would in that situation. Yeah, they would think they're just hearing silly stuff from their friends or something. Or, yeah. And they then they want to stamp it out. <laughs> U.S. creator, a New Jersey mother wrote that when her son was very young, he told her about the getting born game. He said that he and a few of his friends were in a big church up in the clouds before they were born. They were crawling in a circle around a hole in the floor, and the floor was made of clouds. There was beautiful music playing. Every now and then, the music would stop, and one of the friends would go down the hole and get born. What could Creator tell us about the rea- what could Creator tell us about the reality behind this child's story? All right, and this is what Creator says. This is an actual account of a pre-life experience. It was an exercise in acclimation to create a halfway point where the soul, in preparing for a reincarnation, projects that soul extension going into the physical, into its future form. And this is done as a practice session for purposes of acclimation and to provide a way to begin matching the energies for the reverse transition from light being back into the physical. And this indeed is a process that incorporates a recreation of characteristics of the physical existence coming along with a divine overlay of encouragement through music and the beautiful setting. There indeed is much exquisite planning that goes into preparation for being born, including agreements on all sides about joining a particular group of humans in a family or whatever other circumstance has been selected to promote the learning lessons for the next go-round in the physical. Once the plan has been created and many details and projections decided on that will be fostered and encouraged to happen in order to meet the objectives for the outing, there will be the need to engage carefully in proper timing to join the fetus in the womb in a proper fashion at a proper point in development. And this as well is planned carefully to take advantage of the local conditions within the mother-to-be and what is happening in her life from moment to moment so things get off to a good start so as not to arrive at a moment of high stress or crisis. That is what these youngsters were doing waiting for the signal to launch their new incarnation. You know, that's why these stories, these little stories that the parents have shared with uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer are so critically important because it gives us, it gives wisdom here, an opportunity to ask Creator about it and basically unlock information coming down that we might not have thought to ask about before, Carl, because we know that, you know, Creator can't lead us. We have to ask the right questions in order to bring down the information that uh, that we're looking for. And these these little vignettes are helping us to formulate questions. So it's a very powerful, uh, very powerful combination. Well, it and and that little description is a powerful demonstration of the rules of engagement. God doesn't do things for us. We do things 
for ourselves and sometimes with divine support. If we reach out and request it, it won't happen by itself, most likely, unless someone has prayed for that on your behalf. And even as a channeler and wanting to know everything I can learn, I can't just go up to God and say, all right, tell me everything you know, or tell me everything that would help me as a person. It doesn't work that way. Creator will bounce that right back to me. Well, what do you think? What do you think is most important you need right now? Ask me a cogent question, and I will give you a level answer that is a match to who you are right now and where you want to go next. Yeah. And that's all I get. I don't get the end game. I don't get the deep history. I have to think of wanting that and form a cogent question to learn a little bit more. And it's taken years for me to learn all I've put into my healing work as a as a result. So that's just a good example. So these kind of um, spontaneous descriptions are are fascinating because they're showing an unfiltered view of things from the naive young person, not even appreciating the potential importance. And right. as such, I think they make superb living witnesses who are much less biased than an adult might be. I'll completely agree. Absolutely. You ask creator, a New Jersey nanny to a two-and-a-half-year-old boy reported being in a park with a child, and the park was filled with fuzzy dandelions. They were blowing dandelion seeds from their stems when the boy suddenly stopped blowing, looked down at the stem, and said, I used to be the god of these. This is a two-and-a-half-year-old boy, remember. Then he got up and ran off, as two-year-olds would do. Can Creator share with us if this boy was communicating a spiritual memory of profound significance? All right, this is what Creator tells us. The boy was indeed recalling times when he was playing in the heavenly realm within gardens of tremendous size and variety and terrain designed to mimic the earth and its plant and animal life. This, too, is a kind of introduction and rehearsal for reentry by soul extensions planning to reincarnate. So he was practicing being a young and naive human and learning what he would be able to do and perhaps not be able to do, but he could certainly interact with plants and make things happen and was quite joyous in his experimentation and play. He did, however, find the real thing to be a bit of a letdown because he lacked light being capability to get more out of the experience and do a wider variety of things in ways of interacting with physical matter. And that was largely unexpressed, other than his exasperation that his power and control seemed limited to him and weaker than he would like. Yeah, again, I'm just amazed at all this little, the connections that are happening here. First of all, this was a nanny, wasn't even his mother. And, And yet the statement struck her to the point that she remembered and was able to pass it on to Dr. Dyer probably years later after it happened. And, you know, how many things do we hear from children all the time? We just filter them out, you know, because it's just nonsense. And yet this one little statement carried so much deep potential meaning and unlocked a revelation from Creator about how we can prepare for our next incarnation and actually have a kind of uh, a, a higher plane earth that we can practice in. That's big news, Carl. Well, I'm giving you the answer now because it's come to me. How that happened. Creator tapped her shoulder and said, remember this one. Make this stick. 
isn't this weird? Isn't this unusual that your boy is thinking this way? There's something important about this. And she took that message to heart. And that's why she remembered it years later. Wow. Interesting. U.S. creator, a New Jersey mother wrote, my youngest saw a swastika and told me that she'd had it on her sleeve, which was a bad thing. She was a man in a bad war and had died and had a little girl with blonde hair and blue eyes. She said that she came up, she came to make up for what she had done before. She also used to hear voices and it seemed to upset her when she found out that none of us heard them. What can Creator tell us about this remarkable story? All right, Creator says, this girl was remembering accurately life as a male adult during the time of World War II and indeed had embraced the cultural trappings, as was true of most in that society at the time. And this incurred a karmic penalty, as is true of all misdirected actions, whether wittingly or not. All are responsible for all that they do, good or bad, and the law of karma will see to it. The scales are rebalanced by bringing around opportunities in a future incarnation and perhaps multiple incarnations if there is a major deficit to rebalance. That process is what the girl was aware of. It was a life to make up for transgressions. Her hearing of voices was being aware of her spirit guide and higher self. And that ability is often present in the very young, but wanes over time and is lost in older children and adults. I thought this was a fascinating uh, revelation because I've done quite a bit of study in the last uh, couple, few months on reincarnation issues with children in particular in preparation for these shows to kind of bring this to our audience. And I found this particular little story uh, kind of stood out because the girl actually expressed awareness of karma which is something that most of the other stories don't seem to, to have incorporated in them. So uh, this one got my attention, Carl. Well, this surely was a big influence on her and probably lifelong will be. I have had many clients who were part of the Holocaust in prior lifetimes. So I have many stories of my own along these lines that are truly amazing, that illustrate very, very clearly that we go around again and again, and it follows us into the future, what we've done in the current lifetime. So be, be careful what you do and pay attention to your spirituality and get help with healing because that's the way to deal with the karmic fallout. Heal it now so it yes. doesn't hit you in other lives when you don't know where it's coming from and why. And check out GetWisdom.com and our healing tab on our main menu on the front page. Uh, you can engage Lightworker Healing Protocol practitioners. You can engage uh, practitioners that are doing uh, subconscious channeling and uh, holistic memory resolution, which is another very powerful healing technique. So there's all kinds of healing services available. Check us out at GetWisdom.com. We'll be right back with the last segment of Get Wisdom right after this. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. 
At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of Get Wisdom, where we're looking at what Creator discusses in terms of memories from heaven. Dr. Wayne W. Dyer's very last book that uh, brought together hundreds in the book anyway. There was thousands that were originally collected, but uh, hundreds of the best ones were put into this book about children's memories of life before they came here. And not necessarily their past life, but life in between life. So it's a, uh, it's a survey of a very specific type of memory, but a very, very important one. Yes, I think it's useful to catalog these things because proof works both ways. Many people believe in the Almighty but struggle with the paranormal. But people who are skeptical of the afterlife and the existence of the divine might believe someone's account of past life memories if it's very compelling. And that can bridge a gap for them because how do you get there from here? How can the phenomenon of reincarnation evolve, yeah. you know, that it's too big a gap. Yes. You can't do that incrementally over billions of years. So, so the, these kinds of accounts are very, very helpful in, in shoring up belief and building faith. Absolutely. You ask creator, skeptics constantly complain there is no proof of heaven, God, and angels. The notion is so pervasive that even many devoutly faithful believe there is no proof. Dr. Dyer's last book shatters that myth. Finally, there is truly compelling evidence, genuine testimony, that in many situations has no rational explanation other than actual validity of experience and contact with the supernatural divine realm. This book should be on coffee tables everywhere and appears to be the kind of paradigm-changing literature that can truly change the world if used wisely and persuasively. What is Creator's Perspective? Prayer says, we agree wholeheartedly that these stories need to be told. They are valid eyewitness accounts by innocent children who would not be capable of fabricating stories that make logical sense with respect to a metaphysical paradigm that has been described many times by spiritual leaders who are tapped in with psychic ability to understand some of the mechanistic aspects of life among varied planes of existence and the reality of the reincarnation paradigm, all of which esoteric knowledge is not taught to children in most cultures. So for them to describe circumstances 
sequences of events, paranormal phenomena, beyond their awareness or knowledge base is quite strong proof of the reality that such things truly exist. And these children are simply eyewitnesses to experiencing the early stages of preparation in being launched into an incarnation as a soul extension with remnants of memory of their prior existences, whether past life or preparatory phases, to get them ready for the excursion coming in, in a return to life in the physical in a new body. These are not simply details about esoteric matters that have no importance or relevance to earthly existence. The opposite is the case. It is very important to understand where you come from, that heaven is real and so is God, and the idea of reincarnation as the flow of existence, being an immortal soul and moving back and forth from the light to the earth plane and back again in lifetime after lifetime, has a profound purpose and influence on who you are and where you are headed. All of that life experience creates a valuable shaping of growth and learning to develop the soul more fully and teach you many, many things about solving problems, dealing with adversity, how to overcome obstacles, and how to flourish through maintaining divine alignment in everything you do and everywhere you go. No one will be perfect at this, especially without mentoring and being tutored in some detail about how this all works. That is the piece that has been missing all of this time. You are ignorant and living in a sea of ignorance. And this is a tremendous liability for all because you do not know where you are headed or why. And under those circumstances, you will rarely be applying yourselves in a useful way even to foster your own development and make the most of your incarnation to even begin to recognize and come into alignment with your life purpose. And oftentimes, it will be a missed opportunity that leaves you not only without any growth and advancement, but greater liability than before, having been wounded along the way and roughed up by life to such an extent it will create a karmic liability that acts as an anchor you drag behind you on your next outing in life. That penalty cannot be avoided, but that too is a learning opportunity and a major incentive to figure this all out so you can begin to work on setting it right. That will be a tremendous advance when you work to clarify all that is happening and why and provide the solutions that are being revealed to your channel through his diligence in researching all these phenomena and using opportunities to put two and two together from clues as described in this book you are probing into. This will begin to change things greatly and add meaningfully to human progress. Wow, that last sentence is a... <laughs> That's a big firework right there, Carl. This will begin to change things greatly and add meaningfully to even progress. Boy, that's that adds a lot of hope. Well, there's a lot we need. That's what I'm acutely aware of. So the more, the better. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, I can always use a little optimism. <laughs> After our creator just got done saying that we are ignorant and living in a sea of ignorance. So, <laughs> Well, hey, tell it like it is. We yep. say too sometimes, don't we? <laughs> U.S. creator, a California mother wrote that her eight-year-old daughter said, Mama, in the next era when we have new life, we will still look like humans, but we will have new minds, and we will be kind to each other, and we will love nature, and we will live with the trees and tree houses, and we will be happy. 
Was this remarkable young lady seeing the post-ascension future of humanity? How can Empowered Prayer and the Lightworker Healing Protocol ensure that her vision does indeed become the next era of humanity? All right, and Creator tells us, this indeed is the correct interpretation of the story here. This girl is prescient, having been shown the future as a light being and witnessing the future life extension of the current generation of humanity and the next that will likely conclude this chapter of human experience with life in the physical, because it will be followed by a grand ascension to a higher vibrational dimension. All human beings and the earth itself will ascend to this higher transcendent state and will be together and will be forever a reference point and a kind of touchstone for human beings who will be going out and about throughout the universe, but will have a home to come back to because they will, in effect, be on a similar plane as the light beings with a special advanced platform that suits their advanced state of evolution and growth having worked through the difficulties in facing the problem of evil and planting the seeds to conquer, conquer it. That work will continue, but from the higher plane of existence, without needing to come back into physical form ever again and be in harm's way from lower life forms, which in actuality include all of the physical extraterrestrials currently within your galaxy. They will not have evolved sufficiently to ascend in that fashion. They, in effect, are currently flunking out and not meeting the challenges in being tested in the way humanity, we expect, will have survived and mastered. This will change everything about human existence and capability for the better. You will be super teachers and mentors to many civilizations, being newly granted greater autonomy, greater free agency and free will as was started in the Milky Way galaxy billions of years ago now, but became derailed by the rise of evil. Having been created to solve that problem and how to counter it and save worlds from depravity and dissolution, as roving troubleshooters and ambassadors for the light, you will nip such things in the bud and guide many other worlds to better outcomes to sidestep the pitfalls that cause the problem of evil to arise and get out of hand and become unmanageable. So the only outcomes for anyone were to join up with evil and become further lost and degraded or to become a victim and be degraded in a different way, but, a, but with a similar bleak future. The answer for this indeed is healing. There will be much healing needed to get humanity ready for the ascension. Many have predicted is coming, but we can tell you with certainty it will not happen unless humanity puts in a concerted effort to heal the interlopers who are suppressing and subjugating you. Without that healing to raise them up, they will succeed in a planned annihilation, sending you back to the light to lick your wounds it would be a shame to have this huge delay follow on the heels of failure in your mission. And while it seems unjust to suffer a penalty on top of being ravaged and hampered, this is why it is a true test of your capability. We will not tip the scales for you. It is your burden to make this happen, win or lose. But our advice is sound, that you can tip the scales yourselves 
by reaching out to the divine realm for assistance. That is fully allowed because if you request it, we can indeed come to your aid. But without that awareness and an active request, we must remain on the sidelines. Most people are disconnected from us and cannot contribute to the cause. It is those who can use empowered prayer and the Lightworker Healing Protocol to bring about high-level healing for the perpetrators who will be the change agents to make things better and lead to a human victory if enough get going and join the cause. Embrace these tools and then work diligently to do as much healing as they can. This is practical and is feasible because these tools are done within your own mind in the privacy of your own home and will be masked from the interlopers so there are no risks to you. All that is required is your belief, belief in the divine and belief in yourselves as worthy of divine assistance. That will enable you to form a powerful partnership, walking hand in hand with the Almighty and applying divine healing as the ultimate answer for overcoming the obstacles in your way. It starts with you. It is time for you to grow beyond who you think you are at the moment. We await your choice. You know, I, I was, when I came across this little girl's prediction, I was stunned because out of the entire book, this was the only one included that seemed to project the future for humanity. And uh, so it's interesting that, that Dr. Wayne Dyer was probably impulsed, right? Tapped on the shoulder to say, hey, stick that in the book because it's going to be yes. useful. <laughs> yes. And, th and that's why all of the questions you asked turned out to be valid descriptions of something meaningful. It wasn't that there were a few that were real and many that were fantasy and had no validity. All of them were accurate reporting of actual phenomena and experiences of these youngsters. And yeah. that's the divine hand at work. And that's what can happen when you request a divine intervention. That's what Wayne Dyer did. He said, help me do something to change the world for the better. And look what happened. Yeah. <laughs> he got the idea. Ask the you know, ask people for things they've run into as proof. Let them do the, the spade work. Let them be the detectives to sort that out and send it my way. Yeah. And then he had this treasure trove of wisdom and eyewitness validation. There's much more out there than we commonly think. Absolutely. And then well, here we are. And we're, we're helping to validate the, the usefulness and the authenticity of those children and what they saw and recalled. Well, it's, it's beautiful. It is. It is indeed. And, you know, I, it certainly is my hope, as, as mentioned in a previous question, that this becomes a popular book that sits on many people's coffee tables in the future, because uh, I, I think I think it's really a special one. And and there's more coming, people. We got, this show continues. We got I got more research, more questions. We got uh, some more revelations coming. So you know, stay on the edge of your seat because this is pretty pretty exciting stuff, in my opinion, Carl. Yes, and we're, we're enjoying this because it is our mission to help do what Wayne Dyer and many, many others before him, the prophets through the ages, have wanted for humanity to learn and grow and to stay going at it and not be overwhelmed and destroyed along the way. Absolutely. 
Be sure to check us out, getwisdom.com, and download the Lightworker Healing Protocol ebook, getwisdom.com slash LHP. And that's all we have for this week's Get Wisdom. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 